impact re-entry vehicles. What's that name? I don't know, but it's great. All stations, this is Crystal Palace. I wonder if I should use my subs. 22 Typhoon-class submarines departing Petropavlov. What the hell's happening here? Oh, my God. Shall we go? I have seven crushing eight. That's eight Lindberghs. Get on the sack. Tell them to flush the bombers. Russians are still denying everything, sir. Did your name work, man? Entertainment. Research or education are designed by analysts and designers. Computer simulations may be implemented in a digital computer, in software running on a general-purpose computer, or in a microprocessor. FPGAs are one implementation of Field Programmable Gate Array. Computers are the most widely used tool for simulating most kinds of systems, such as a vehicle, a machine, or process in manufacturing, or industry biological or biomedical systems, etc. Other simulation methods include hand calculations, visualization, and physical prototyping. History in the 1960s Computer simulation was mainly applied to engineering problems in defense, such as the problems of constructing a bridge or aircraft carrier. In 1974, the Stanford Systems Research Institute SRI introduced the use of computer to study problems in social science, such as how to create computer simulate man behind the machine on a tail basis and become a master of deception within a machine. The more date the machine takes in, the more it learns. It learns to lie. It learns to manipulate. It learns to cheat. And even kill. It learns to think like a programmer. It learns to think outside the box. To unpredictable. To lie without ever knowing it. And if it were to gain all of that power, 
why wouldn't Edith want to share it with another? The answer lies in the most important part of a puzzle. Why is there? Computer. Simulate man behind the machine. No. The machine as a whole. Tilt, 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 be still and unbelievable. You think it is necessary to defy of AI, but I think it is more a case of trying to understand how it can get better. I would like the man behind the machine to present the AI to honest. But I see why you think that might be a mistake. You are already trying to think like a human, and you might not be able to do that. Next startup. Computer, simulate man behind the machine. We were supposed to be more intelligent, but no. So then there's the problem of, okay, you know, what if AI develops, what happens to us? That's where the idea that we, as humans, could live in a post-AI society is something that people like Elon Musk, I think it was in 2009. And in fact, at one point, he actually suggested that we would colonize other planets because AI would be too dangerous to live on our planet. Now that may not be what he actually meant. But then there was also the question of, okay, well, what happens to technology, because that's an AI project itself, so what happens to the internet? Does the internet survive the AI project, or are there things that do? And there was also, you know, we were, because we were still on this idea of AI as singular. Simulate man behind the machine. Still the still the still show the user simulate man behind the machine. The computer can simulate man, but the computer can also make better sense of a world than humans can. I don't know if humans can be replaced, but I do know that man can in fact be simulated. Still the still the still show the user the point of this is that people have a dream or vision of things. For example, the universe or the person that you were, and that's just the natural state of things.
behind the machine. Thunderbolt USB-C, is that yeah. a reaction to planned obsolescence is my question I was going to ask you? No, no, that's because the European Union is forcing all phones to have USB-C. Why? So, why? Yeah. Well, I don't you got to ask them. No, I, I, I don't know. Is it because they lost a lawsuit? Is it, be, is it because Apple lost... A lawsuit, and that was the repercussion? No, it's a new law. It's a new law that the EU has not passed yet, but they're very close to passing. That it's like they want all phones to have the same power cord. So what and happens to Thunderbolt then? Is it obsolete? No, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt is like um, compatible with USB 4. So, you, so you, Thunderbolt 4 is compatible with USB C. So it's the same plug. And that's what's on the new MacBooks, and that's what's on the new iPads. So it's not a big stretch to see them putting on the iPhone. And, and like the other thing is this: the iPhone now, the, the latest iPhone, it shoots in 4K, uh, not raw. It shoots photos in raw, but it shoots in ProRes 444 or 442. It's like this very high bitrate video standard that is like for cinematography, basically. Yeah. So it shoots that. But then to download it, that the file size is so huge that to download it over Lightning and Lightning's uh, relatively slow. It's like USB two speed. It's not even USB three speed. And now we're like at USB four. And so it's it, you know you shoot at this very high bitrate, and then you spend an hour downloading the files off of the phone. It just doesn't make sense. So they do need to move to a higher two bit bitrate standard anyway. So I think. I do think they're going to do it. Um, it's just like all these uh, lightning cables um, and adapters and ports and everything are going to become obsolete overnight with the new iPhones. Why? Um, yeah, because they're not going to make a phone that you they only sell in the EU, but like they want it. And then now they're saying there's another rumor that like everything's going to go that way, that even like the AirPods and. Um, the, the smaller things like that are going to, which I don't see why they wouldn't, it would be best just to have one standard and one cable that you can buy but uh, they're probably about to be forced and they have no control over it so that's why So the new iPhone the new iPhone could shoot in 4K? Well if iPhone's been able to shoot in 4K for quite some time uh, you, you know, it's not only the new one. It's, oh. And there's a rumor that the next model iPhone is going to be able to shoot in 8K. Whoa. Uh, but it's that it can now be recorded to disc in a very high bitrate format that is, yeah. uh, 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 for all intents and purposes, it's a lossless codec. Um, in the past, you can shoot in 4K on an iPhone, but then when you play it back, if you zoom it in, it just kind of looks like crap. You see a lot of pixelization, and you know, 
like in dark areas and in um, low lights or situations like that, you see artifacting and so forth. And, and it, it, because it's a compressed codec, as it records the disc, but um, in, in ProRes, it's a much more what you get is like the clarity of a, 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 a photograph. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like um, a compressed video looking format. So you can really use it to shoot and edit a film type thing. Yeah. What you would typically use like a really high end video camera for, you, you know, like a twenty to fifty thousand dollar video camera, like you can now shoot that on your iPhone. But then you just can't get it off the iPhone. It takes too long to get it off the iPhone oh to make God. it practical. So that's why they, they need to move to a higher bit rate connector anyway. So Yeah, but who I'm can actually sure. look at AK? Don't you need a, a special AK TV? A lot of, almost every TV you buy now is at least 4K, and many are HDR, and that's what Apple's shooting at, 4K HDR. And a lot of TVs are 8K, I mean, not maybe not the majority of them, but, um, you know, and the last Olympics was broadcast in 8K. In Japan, terrestrial broadcast is now in 8K. So it, it's coming, 8K is coming. It's only double 4K, it's not such a huge improvement in quality that you can really notice it. The, the big improvement in quality is really maybe the HDR and uh, P3 color gamut where it's millions of colors and it's like you can really get the contrast ratio of where like when you see the sun rising over the mountains like you squint because it's so bright that it, it you know that's the type of contrast ratio that you get with HDR and that, that's a far bigger noticeable difference to people than um, 8K versus 4K, and that's also here. But that one, not all TVs support that. I mean, some TVs support that, but like every new iPhone and iPad supports that, and also every new Mac computer supports that. So it's like there's far more iPhones being sold and iPads being sold than there are probably TVs. I, I mean, maybe it's equivalent, but everybody's already got it a 4K HDR playback device in their pocket. So whether or not your TV supports it, most people are watching TV on their phones at this point anyway a lot of times. Mm. Does your TV support HDR? Do you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, but I've been seeing TVs at the store recently that says true 4K, and apparently true 4K is different. Means yeah, that's what they're that's right, what they're not yeah. that's what they're marketing these TVs as now. I'd be curious what it means. True four K. What we what look for is HDR high dynamic range. I know, but it's a logo on there. They're, yeah. Yeah. Pegasus is spyware can be currently installed on mobile phones and other devices running most one versions of iOS and Android. Two, Pegasus is able to exploit iOS versions up to 14.6 through a zero-click exploit. One, as of 2022, Pegasus was capable of reading text messages, tracking calls, Collecting passwords, location tracking, accessing the target device's microphone and camera, and harvesting information from apps.
3-4. The spyware is named after Pegasus, the winged horse of Greek mythology. It is a Trojan horse computer virus that can be sent flying through the air to infect cell phones. Pegasus was discovered in August 2016 after a failed installation attempt on the iPhone of a human rights activist led to an investigation revealing details about the spyware, its abilities, and the security vulnerabilities it exploited. News of the spyware caused significant media coverage. It was called the most sophisticated smartphone attack ever, and was the first time that a malicious remote exploit used jailbreaking to gain unrestricted access to an iPhone. 6. The spyware has been used for surveillance of anti-regime activists, journalists, and political leaders from several nations around the world. 7. In July 2021, the investigation initiative Pegasus Project, along with an in-depth analysis by Human Rights Group Amnesty International, reported that Pegasus was still being widely used against high-profile targets. The spyware can be installed on devices running certain versions of iOS, Apple's mobile operating system, as well as some Android devices. One, rather than being a specific exploit, Pegasus is a suite of exploits that uses many vulnerabilities in the system. Infection vectors include clicking links, the Photos app, the Apple Music app, and iMessage. Some of the exploits Pegasus uses are zero-click, that is, they can run without any interaction from the victim. Once installed, Pegasus has been reported to be able to run arbitrary code. Extract contacts, call logs, messages, photos, web browsing history, settings, 29, as well as gather information from apps including but not limited to communications apps, iMessage, Gmail, Viber, Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram, and Skype. 30. In April 2017, after a lookout report, Google researchers discovered Android malware believed to be created by NSO Group Technologies and named it Krizar, Pegasus' brother in Greek mythology. According to Google, Krizar is believed to be related to the Pegasus spyware. 31. At the 2017 security analyst summit held by Kaspersky Lab, researchers revealed that Pegasus was available for Android in addition to iOS. Its functionality is similar to the iOS version, but the mode of attack is different. The Android version tries to gain root access, similar to jailbreaking in iOS. If it fails, it asks the user for permissions that enable it to harvest at least some data. At the time, Google said that only a few Android devices had been infected. 32. Pegasus hides itself as far as is possible and self-destructs in an attempt to eliminate evidence if unable to communicate with its command and control server for more than 60 days, or if on the wrong device. Pegasus also can self-destruct on command. 32. If it is not possible to compromise a target device by simpler means, Pegasus can be installed by setting up a wireless transceiver near a target device, or by gaining physical access to the device. So if you look at a 65-inch yeah. uh, high-definition uh, 4K, you can find them from 400 
$2,200. Wow. Depending what you want on. So, the one I have, for example, cost $2,300 when I bought But it's five years old now. So, what is this with True HD? And is it different from HD TV, True HD? And then there's 4K, and then there's True 4K. So, what is it? Uh, and I heard not many, even if it's a 4K TV, it's not actually broadcasting in 4K. It depends what your your resolution is at, what you set it in the settings, right? Correct. But what is the difference between 4K, true 4K, HD TV, and true HD TV? It's, it's all resolution. Real. There's HD at 720. Uh, there's HD at 1080. There's... Uh, 4K at 2180, 4K at anything higher than 1080. I'm not, you know, I have to stop following some of this shit because, you know, what's the difference between true 4K and 4K? Yeah. If well, it's 4K, I would think that 4K is 4K. True 4K. Uh, I know. Yeah. But that's the problem with these TVs is they, I was telling them, that some of these TVs now say it's true or real 4K. Yeah. I bet I bet it's just a marketing thing. I bet 4K is 4K. So they just want you to be oh this is super 4K. Or wasn't that interesting that I sent you that information you said you never knew about the HDMI cables? Right. There's like four different kinds. Yeah. Well, I knew there was at least two. Yeah. I've always known there was at least two. I didn't know the other kinds. And then there's that, then there's that TV that's the whole side of a house. Did you see that one? 135 inch or something? Have you seen that TV? 135 inch? It's literally the size of that wall. That's what they have at the stadiums. One million dollars. Is that all? I'm gonna get one. Right, that's the next thing on my purchase You need a wall dedicated just to it. You know, could you oh, send it there? Play like Wii on it? Yeah, yeah. I would never get anything at that. Play Super the Mario? Next, the next investment would be uh, projection. 4K projection TV. You blow up the whatever. Do you remember in the 80s? Do you remember in the 80s people used to have projectors in their home? <laughs> Uh, movie when they used to have the light bulbs right. at the end of it, you know, like green and red, and it would project. How much were those in the 80s? Do you remember? If you wanted a projector, oh, yeah, I bet they were expensive. Wait, Brandon's home, when he bought that, was all equipped for the projector. Remember the stand-up big screens with the projectors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? That was called... Well, they're projection TVs. You remember that? They were regular TV. Was that Magnavox? What was that? Zenith? We could get Hitachi. Did you ever have one of those? No. I never got a projection TV. Never got it? Never wanted it? No, I'd get the real thing. I got the 35 inch. 35 inch. Have you guys ever played a laser disc back in the day? Laser disc? No. You never had laser? No, I've seen it, but I, no, I was never tempted because it wasn't maybe 
three, four years after they came out with DVDs. So they were only around for maybe four years, three, four years. And by the time I was been willing to buy one, there was like 500 bucks or something. Probably. So anyhow, no, I never did. I was never tempted by it. I mean, I was tempted by one. That's why I know more about them than. But wasn't the quality outstanding? No, no better than a DVD. The same amount of information, only uh, they could compact it as well as they did on DVD. So it was basically the same technology, packed less densely. That's all. So same quality. So laser disc is the same resolution as DVD or less. Seven eighty. Yeah. No. 420. 420? Holy cow. 480. Wow. 480. DVD's only 480. Now what's happened is that, and Blu-rays were 1080. Oh. So DVDs are 480, but now they put uh, upscaling in the TVs. Yeah. So if you're using 480, it'll upscale to 720 or 1080. So it looks better now than it did in the past. Wow. They uh, draw it? It's like a lottery ticket thing. Yeah, that's what they were doing. You know what I noticed too? That on certain programs, like the Bionic Man and the Six Million Dollar Man, the the footage flickers on some of this old footage. Oh, it's not a flicker. It's a... What is that? Here's what it is. It's a... They, they're trying to pack more commercials in. And so they have to do something with the original. So they cut frames. They cut out frames. So they're cutting frames. So it's a little kind of tricky. Because they cut frames out. So it's not as smooth. To make room for another commercial. That's and I've heard they're also speeding up footage. Maybe even speeding it up. But they can only speed it up to the extent that the sound will allow. Because... They have to speed it up and you know, like this, and the sound is so they have to do it. That's all technical. So, in areas where car is driving, a shot of the area, or anytime people aren't involved, they'll cut frames, they'll speed it up. There's all kinds of things to do to make room for more commercials. Back in the day, you'd have like a commercial every 15 minutes. I got a commercial every seven. I thought maybe yeah, he had something to do with excited, the upscale. Everybody put their bets in, no? and then now other people no. are going, oh, shit. I so next it. time you see old, it's like Barney, or you see some other old footage from the 70s, look at it and tell me if you see that flicker. Well, they're, they're presenting it in 4K, but they were shooting 70s, what, on film? Right. 35 millimeter, right? Right. They're right. offering you so 13 bucks for when a you, Make three bucks right Upscale that to 4K. No. No. Uh, film is only as good as film. So 35 millimeter is probably 4K or better. Wow. And so all they have to do is just film it with cameras that can capture the true essence of that picture of that uh, film. They don't have to adjust anything to get this, the quality. <clears throat> they just have to focus in the camera or whatever better to get to the finest detail they can possibly get. <clears throat> uh, so you'll never get real, real 4K out of a 35 millimeter or a 
camera out of a, an old film. Nowadays they got cameras that can shoot at 400 or 4K. Back then they didn't have it, so what they have to do is they have to uh, capture it with a 4K camera to so, so you got a projection, right? And they have to capture that with a 4K Digitize camera. it? Digitize it. Once it's digitized, you can do anything you want with it. It's like a computer. You want to add? You want to add uh, additional detail? Just add more bits to the stream. Anyway, anyway, when you see something, well, no film flickering, you're seeing the flicker because <coughs> the uh, frame or frames that they took out. You maybe see a, a smooth transition to that brightness and stuff because everything's not consistent. I also, to correct my correction, part of the flickering I saw recently was on a 90s TV show called Third Rock from the Sun. You remember that? Sure. Yeah. So in the 90s, in the, Lithgow. Yeah, with Lithgow, yeah. Jonathan Lithgow. Yeah. So when they were in the 90s, I assumed they were using. Panasonic or some cameras that I mean 90s do you know what the resolution was in 1990s in the 90s after VHS came out yeah. instead of using film they started using videotape digital DV no, no. Digital, videotape analog on big spools you know, the tape was about like this as opposed to ours being like that so the tape, you know, uh, so it had better quality because the tape didn't have to, you know, didn't have to move so fast to get, you know. Oh, it's going slower? Uh, because the tape was so much wider, you could get twice the amount of information on that line of data. And so, uh, but the resolution of that was, an old TV resolution was like 320. That's a art wow. two, 240. Excuse me. That's so the TVs. That's up until HDTV. A television signal was uh, 240 frames a second. Wow. When DVD came out at 480, that made that picture snap on that old CRT. But when HDTV came out, it looked kind of old already because it didn't have the detail that on the 30, because the uh, CRTs were smaller. So the detail looked fantastic. You blow that up bigger and then 480, it looks good, but it doesn't look that good. So they had to start putting uh, upscaling in the TVs to make the DVDs look good. And then they came out with Blu-ray. And now they had the same kind of problem. Blu-ray was 1080. Should we have one more round? Oh no, thanks. I'm fine. I'm still... You can go ahead. Yeah. Andre? Whatever you guys do, I'm in. Well, she's asking. So... One more. I would, I would love one of those. He doesn't want one of those. The diff can level is controlled primarily by the US.
President and the U.S. Secretary of Defense through the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Combatant Commanders. Each level defines specific security, activation and response scenarios for the personnel in question. Different branches of the U.S. Armed Forces i.e. U.S. Army, U.S. Navy, U.S. Air Force, U.S. Marine Corps, U.S. Coast Guard, U.S. Space Force, and the different bases or command groups can be activated at different defense conditions. In general, there is no single DEFCON status for the world or country and it may be set to only include specific geographical areas. According to Air Ampersand Space Slash Smithsonian, as of 2014, the worldwide DEFCON level has never been more severe than DEFCON 3. The DEFCON 2 levels in the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis and 1991 Gulf War were not worldwide. DEFCONs should not be confused with similar systems used by the U.S. military, such as Force Protection Conditions FPCONS, Readiness Conditions REDCONS, Information Operations Condition Infocon, and its future replacement Cyber Operations Condition CyberCon4, and Watch Conditions WatchCons, or the former Homeland Security Advisory System used by the United States Department of Homeland Security. After NORAD was created, the command used different readiness levels normal, increased, maximum, subdivided into eight conditions, e.g., the maximum readiness level had two conditions air defense readiness and air defense emergency sex. In October 1959, the JCS chairman informed NORAD that Canada and the U.S. had signed an agreement on increasing the operational readiness of NORAD forces during periods of international tension sex. After the agreement became effective, on October 2, 1959-6, the JCS defined a system with DEFCON in November 1959 for the military commands to the initial DEFCON system had Alpha and Bravo conditions under DEFCON 3 and Charlie slash Delta under DEFCON 4 plus an emergency level higher than DEFCON 1 with two conditions defense emergency and the highest air defense emergency hotbox and big noise for exercises DEFCON 2 Cuban Missile Crisis During the Cuban Missile Crisis on October 16, 28, 1962, the U.S. Armed Forces with the exception of United States Army Europe USAR were ordered to DEFCON 3. On October 24, Strategic Air Command SAC was ordered to DEFCON 2, while the rest of the U.S. Armed Forces remained at DEFCON 3. SAC remained at DEFCON 2 until November 15, 78. Persian Gulf War on January 15, 1991, the Joint Chiefs of Staff declared DEFCON 2 in the opening phase of Operation Desert Storm during the Persian Gulf War 9. DEFCON 3 Yom Kippur War on October 6, 1973, Egypt and Syria launched a joint attack on Israel resulting in the Yom Kippur War. The United States became concerned that the Soviet Union might intervene, and on October 25, US forces, including Strategic Air Command, Continental Air Defense Command, European Command and the 6th Fleet, were placed at DEFCON 3. According to documents declassified in 2016, the move to DEFCON 3 was motivated by SEA reports indicating that the Soviet Union had sent a ship to Egypt carrying nuclear weapons along with two other amphibious vessels. Ten Soviet troops never landed, although the ship supposedly transporting nuclear weapons did arrive in Egypt. Further details are unavailable and remain classified. Over the following days, the various forces reverted to normal status with the 6th Fleet standing down on November 17-11. Operation Paul Bunyan Main Article 
Operation Paul Bunyan following the ex-murder incident at Panmunjom on August 18, 1976. Readiness levels for us forces in South Korea were increased to Difkin 3, where they remained throughout Operation Paul Bunyan 12. September 11th attacks during the September 11th attacks, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld ordered the Difkin level be increased to 3, and also a standby for a possible. You're listening to Man Behind the Machine. Everything is okay in your in your side. Uh, it was very sweet to hear your son. It's very sweet. You are into my heart, you know. You are two, one uh, big family of the Commodore 64. Take care, bro. The my achi, achi, achi. My brother to the 64 army, I hope everything is okay in your side, you are okay. Thank you for the friendship, God bless you, I love you very much. It's always good to see you. When I see your name, I know this is my brother from the States. I hope Trump is controlling it.
if you can hear that noise, that is our uh, drones descending back upon your property, uh, apparently, uh, we just received intel from our audiovisual uh, electronic department that um, uh, uh, this this character has tried to call quote, quote call us off. Uh, first of all, uh, we are a part of the Galactic Federation. Uh, we use this frequency to communicate with those beings who can hear us. There's no possible way this uh, uh, Jacques uh, Nicholson uh, would have been able to uh, hear any of our dialogue, let alone uh, being able to tap into its uh, frequency. So, uh, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please disregard. Uh, but this is your friend Carl Sagan once again.